Are you ready to free the body and free the soul? Join Dr. David, the cutting edge doc, as he guides us on today's journey. Here's Dr. David. Welcome, friends. Welcome to another edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. I'm your host, Dr. David, the cutting edge doc. And here on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, we do in depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting edge work in the areas of healing, spirituality, and social transformation. And today's show is going to be one of those turn the table shows where I'm going to be being interviewed. And I asked my dear friend Tanya Gardner to be the interviewer. And I asked her to interview me because soon we're going to be launching a new website called Only Great Stuff. And it's going to be onlygreatstuff.com. And uh, I think the title is self-explanatory, but uh, I know Tanya will do a great job of drawing me out about it and giving you guys an empowering context and to start to fill in the details a little bit. So without further ado, I'm going to turn this episode of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul over to my dear friend, Tanya Gardner. So Tanya, take it away. Hello, and thank you. Very nice to be with you today to talk about the launch of this new website, OnlyGreatStuff.com. The first question I wanted to ask is, uh, what was the genesis of uh, your idea for this website? It's a great question. Um, well, let me give a little background. One of the things that I teach my students is something called the sweet spot, is helping people to find their sweet spot. And I tell my students that once you really find your sweet spot and you're living in your sweet spot, that's when things really start taking off for you in a beautiful way. And so I do my best to try to take my own medicine that I prescribe and so I'll give you a little background about how, how to find your sweet spot and how that affected me and how that led to the commitment to create OnlyGreatStuff.com. And that is that for our, uh, for our listeners, if you can take a piece of paper, you can imagine this in your mind. Imagine kind of like a Venn diagram of three circles that have partial overlaps with each other. And so there's going to be a little spot there in the middle where there's going to be all three circles going to be in the same space at the same time. So you could imagine one of those circles being that which you enjoy. Everything in your life that resonates with your joy. It could be an idea, an activity, a location, a person, a quality, uh, anything, anything that resonates with your joy. And then for the second circle, you could, you, we could call that your natural gifts and talents and strengths. So we're all, thank God, we're all given di different gifts, talents, and strengths, and it's our job to find them and to learn to enjoy them and be a good steward of them uh, for our own enjoyment and also for the blessings of others. And then for that third circle, 
we could call it our natural interests. In other words, we all have aspects of life or areas of life that we're naturally interested in, we're naturally curious about, we're naturally, we naturally care about those areas. We, our energy naturally moves in those areas. So for example, um, I've always had an interest in what makes people tick why some people are so healthy, happy, and successful, and why some people are so unhealthy and unhappy and unsuccessful, and how to empower people to, <clears throat> to have as full a life as possible, and um, how do you grow a person like that, and what are the conditions, both physical and metaphysical, that foster that. So that's a strong interest of mine. Um, uh, ending hunger, making sure everybody has enough food has always been an interest of mine. Education has always been an interest of mine. Um, entrepreneurship, creativity has always been an interest of mine. For other people, they're not that interested in that. They're more interested in uh, basketball or uh, stamp collecting or bird watching. So we all have our own interests, things we naturally are drawn to. So if you take that Venn diagram and you've got this overlap here of things you love, things you're good at, and things you're interested in. And I realized that one of the things that fits for me in all three of those areas is that I have a really highly developed ability to discover and or create really great stuff. And uh, whether it's discovering great people, projects, organizations, uh, media outlets, uh, authors, artists, musicians, uh, opportunities like volunteer opportunities, income opportunities, uh, low-cost educational opportunities, whether it's high-quality ideas, whether it's free stuff. Uh, and like I said, I've created a lot of my own stuff. I realize that I love, I'm good at that. I, I love doing that. And I'm interested in that. I put a lot of energy into those things and sharing those things. And I thought, wow, you know, if I could create a site where all of that is organized in a way that is user-friendly, that that would be a really appropriate project for me. And in addition, I thought that it would be a good way to monetize that skill set because there are a lot of products and services that are very valuable that people can buy. And I can create uh, opportunities for people to purchase products and services at really good prices with excellent, shall we say, customer support, educational background, uh, educational follow-up, personalized service where uh, some of the material would be my material, but a lot of the material would be other people's great stuff where we would create synergistic relationships, including synergistic financial partnerships. So that 
was the original vision to have something, to have a project like that that uh, is an outlet or a focalized point for my sweet spot and also is a way to generate another income stream to help support myself and my family so that I can continue to focus on doing the work that I do where I feel like I'm having the greatest joy and having the greatest impact. So that was the background for that. And if you'd like, I can go into kind of a neat story about when I committed to the project and I started researching um, what type of professional support I would need in order to pull that kind of a website off because I'm not a techie person. I mean, I can figure stuff out, but it's not my thing. I'm not really a web person. I'm not really a behind the scenes techie person. And I'm not, I'm an okay marketer, but it's not, like I said, it's not my thing. So I'm basically a healer and a teacher and a guide. Um, so, uh, yeah, yes, I, I think um, the story would be useful, but I, at first I wanted to just comment and thank you for the context of, of the website. Um, the one thing as you were speaking, that is something that uh, you are very good at kind of um, embracing and discovering new things, new ideas, new technologies, and um, new resources. And you're very generous with your students and your clients and how you share that information. So I can definitely see how that's your sweet spot on that. And I love the website title, Only Great Stuff. It's a real hook. And, uh, you know, who wouldn't want to go to a site with that name? Um, so I appreciate you giving the, the context of what would some of the content be on this website. And I'm also wondering if there's an element to this when you were speaking about, I kind of sense two uh, sides of the coin here not only having these resources and you having like a one-stop shop for the areas um, that you're passionate about and the areas of healing and health that you work in, but also as a resource tool for people to discover their own sweet spot. I could imagine being on this website and with this wealth of resource and information and also noticing, oh, well, where does my interest go and where am I traveling as I'm moving through the site? Well, sure. I mean, this interview is going to be on the site. So I think just people's exposure to this interview will begin to move them in that direction if they are so inclined. And, you know, one of the things that can be on the site uh, are articles and uh, audios and videos that I'm involved in creating. And you could help if you wanted to that would cover material like that. So yes, absolutely. Uh, if, if, if something like this inspires other people to find their sweet spot and move with it, that's fantastic. You know, I don't know what your experience is, but my experience is that if I look back historically from where I am now and someone would say, you know, what's been the greatest catalyst for you to live in a way where you are vibrationally attuning to and honoring your sweet spot, I would say uh, 
it would be having been in the presence of other people that are doing that. And so I don't know how you learn or what inspires you, but I'm the kind of person where when I'm in the presence of somebody that is being a certain way or is excellent at something or is committed to something or is embodying something that is of a high value to me, it inspires me, it moves me, it gives me a sense on a very deep level that I could do that or I could do something at that same level. And so, you know, I think whenever anybody is living from their sweet spot, I think it has a ripple effect. And some of that ripple effect we can be aware of, but I think most of that ripple effect occurs on so many different levels of reality and so many dimensions that uh, it's hard for us as human beings to even fathom the impact of one person really on fire living their sweet spot. It's, it's incredible. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out as uh, that just being that way and living that way is a powerful catalyst as well. So thank you. Yes. And there's, not uh it's relatively rare to find someone um, who is navigating through the technology today in such an integrated way my experience with my friends and uh, business people i work with and entrepreneurs is I, I and i've also seen it with you over the last 20 years you know where there's like a there's different, you've had different websites over the years. You've had, you've had different platforms of technology that you've used. And what I see with uh, people I know is, you know, maybe they're dabbling in one area that they're interested in and they have a website for that. And then they have another website for the something else. And then they have a YouTube channel. And what I kind of, that's buzzing for me now during this interview is the idea of integration and that you know this is a refinement of all the areas of um, business and healing that you've been involved in and and bringing that into this um, integrated one-stop area and i see the um, people moving in that direction but i also um, see that it's just you know there's a natural talent to it but it also takes a commitment to the technology, to keeping up with technology, to having the right connections uh, with the people. Like you say, you're not a techie person. So, you know, reaching out and finding the people who uh, are moving at a, a pace with the technology as well. Yeah, you know, simplification is really the watchword these days because, but you don't want to oversimplify to the point where you're not honoring the essence of something. And so I call that art of being able to simplify but still honor the essence of something. What I call that is essential simplicity. And it takes yeah. a certain level of mind and a certain access to what I call the sacred heart to access the level of intelligence that reveals the underlying essential simplicity of something. Uh, and I feel like only great stuff is a product of that consciousness because you're absolutely right. I have a dynamic 
vibrant podcast series. I have a YouTube channel that is starting to be active again. I have thousands and thousands of powerful Facebook posts over the last six years. Um, there's all sorts of material from workshops and classes and trainings over the years. And, you know, to curate that is, is an awesome responsibility, which I have not really been very good at up till now. And, uh, there, you know, it's, I don't want my life to be, to have people say about me after I'm gone. I don't want people to say, wow, you know, he was a really creative guy, but, uh, he kept it under a bushel or he's this really creative guy, but he's really hard to access his material. So I don't know what impact the fact that he was here on the planet is going to have on me. I don't want that to be my legacy. So, um, mm -hmm. in a way, this is kind of a legacy project too, because, um, it can be a central hub, you know, of a much larger wheel. Uh, that can also link with other gears as well and other wheels as well. So, you know, I think it is going to be, there is an essential simplicity to it in the sense that if you were to describe me, it could be very complicated, but if you said, well, you know, well, what's one thing about Dr. David that you could say in a soundbite? You know, one thing you might say was, you know, he really had a nose for it and was really discerning about being able to separate what was really great stuff from what was just good or okay or mediocre. And he really had an ability and a passion to focus on that and to share that in a way that made it more available to others. So in that sense, it might capture something very essential about who I am in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect segue because that to my next question. Um, and before I ask it, I, I wanted to comment. I, I think it's interesting how you were mentioning the art of uh, simplification, yet providing uh, value and, and depth to uh, the content, and then using the word curation, curation in that, um, where because you think of curation in the art world, but not necessarily on the uh, internet, and of all the information that's out there, and how to be good stewards of this uh, vast universe of information, and as you say, your own legacy, your own body of work which is uh, extensive and and deep and um, so thank you for connecting the the concept of curation on the internet I think it's important you know I think uh, I think anybody who has a significant body of work in their life um, if they value not just creation for its own sake but if they particularly also value creation for uh for for wanting to consciously uh support the maximum beneficial impact of that creation um then curation or or facilitating the accessibility of your body of work as a resource is really important because 
just to go on a little tangent here, um, one of the things I like to do is I like to take terms that are in common usage that have maybe lost their punch and redefine them for myself and my students in a way that make those ideas more powerful. And one of the words that I played with over the years is the word abundance because most people think about abundance primarily with having a lot of money and that's such a small way of looking at the potential of abundance and so the def the definition that I've come up with over the last 30 years of looking at what abundance really is is that abundance is timely access to appropriate resources and being an excellent steward of those resources. And so within that definition, it implies certain things. So for example, um, it really puts a focus on being able to, to access something that's useful for that person at the particular time that it's useful and then to empower that person who's just accessed that resource to be a good steward of that resource and to be able to get as much value out of that resource as they possibly can. And so that's kind of the guiding light for my life and it's kind of the guiding light for onlygreatstuff.com is for it to be a space that empowers people to access in a timely way resources that are appropriate for them at that moment in their journey and then to help them maximize the value that they get out of accessing that resource. For example, it's well known in education, especially in online education, but I would imagine it's true also in universities brick and mortar universities as well. It's well known that only a small percentage of people who pay money, and some people pay really a lot of money, for a class really, really participate fully in that class all the way through and really access the value of that class and really put it to work in a way where it really makes a big difference in their life, there's a tremendous amount of either uh, people dropping out or people going through the motions or people not being able to stay focused or not being supported in applying the information. And so there's a huge difference between just throwing information out there and really empowering people. And that's an aspect to only great stuff as well that I wanted to bring out. Yes, yes, thank you for that. I, um, I agree, and that's my next question is, you know, how, you know, how are you discerning what's great stuff and what isn't? And how are you tuning in to your uh, visitors as to what, what makes something great or not? You know, that's a phenomenal question, and I don't have a great, pat answer for that you know it's uh maybe you can help me to draw that out because uh you know how sometimes if you were just 
if you were born with sort of a natural talent, sometimes you haven't objectively looked at it that well. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, like there's some things I was just naturally good at. You know, I was naturally good at teaching from the time I was a little kid. If there was something I knew how to do or I understood it, I just naturally knew how to teach it. And uh, I think that's what allowed me to become a really good student is because I could see it from that side as well. Well, maybe you, yeah. can, help, maybe you can help me draw this out. I just, yeah. I, I'm a four on the Enneagram. I've just always had a nose for quality, at least when it comes to areas of life that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain things that I'm not, I actually know, actually, even things that I'm not that good at, I actually still have a pretty good nose for quality. Like, to give you an example, uh, I'm not particularly musically inclined in this life. Like, I, 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 I don't play a musical instrument. I don't read music. Uh, I'm not a musician, quote unquote, in this life but I still have a really good sense of what's good and what will stand the test of time and what I like. And I've learned to trust that sense, even though I'm not a particularly good musician in this life. So I don't know why, or I don't quite know how. Maybe it goes back to this thing about essential simplicity and being able to separate what's really uh, essential from what is just a passing fashion or something like that. I don't know what it is, but I've always, if there's been an area I'm interested in, even if I'm not that good at it, like I'm interested in music. I love music. I would say if there's something I love, for some reason, I'm able to register uh, something that is really uh, excellent about that thing. I've, I've got this. I've got this tuner that's tuned into the excellence channel. Maybe it's because I love excellence so much, but I just have a nose for it. I, I can't. I'm a little <laughs> embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed that I don't have a answer that is maybe more useful to other people because. You know, it's like, well, gee, thanks for telling me that. Doesn't really help me very much, but I wish I could tell you more. Yeah. Well, well, this is fun actually to be exploring this on the uh, during the interview because I think you know you've got a pretty bold title, <laughs> only great stuff, and I imagine this is going to be a common question: uh, what makes it great? And it'll be very interesting to see how the website evolves to uh, as the common threads of that are revealed and elucidated. And it, or if we if we if anything is observed, and I'm absolutely positive it will be. I think you know my um, experience of you is you're a very curious person and you have a very strong intellect. So those two things combined. Also, uh, in addition to your love and appreciation of quality and excellence, you know, you're, you're willing to seek these things out and, and to dive in deeper if it's an area you're interested in. And, and your curiosity is, you know, what, what drives a lot of that, I, I would imagine. 
Well, I think my love of workability, you know, now that we're talking about it, I feel like I'm honing in on it here. I think this is a big part of it is, you know, one of my spiritual teachers said that God is one with reality with a capital R. God is one with reality. In other words, there's only unity. There's a oneness and God is one with reality. And I have a great respect for reality in terms of workability. In other words, many people are married to their ideas. They fall in love with their ideas and they get attached to their ideas. But I think one of my strengths is that my ideas are not for their own sake. My ideas are to be in service to reality. In other words, to make life work better. And because my acid test is workability, you know, does it really produce the result in life, in real life? I think because I have a love for reality with a capital R, as opposed to being married to my story about reality or my idea about reality, but to actually be able to be with my ideas and my stories in a way that it doesn't filter my perception of the suchness of life, of reality, it allows me to see more clearly than most people what is actually working and what is not working in reality. Because one of my fundamental, um, I was going to say beliefs, but it's almost deeper than what most people think of as belief. It's almost like a knowingness, a faith that has matured into a knowingness, is that God is a loving God, and that God, life, reality is designed to work. It's not designed to not work, it's designed to work. And there are laws of creation, there are laws of God, and if we as human beings can consciously learn those laws and lovingly uh, become one with those laws, uh, and we get in tune with the larger rhythms and intentions of the universe, it's my firm conviction that reality is designed to work. And so I have this high commitment to workability, and I think that is the acid test, ultimately, for great stuff, is does it make life work better? Does it enhance the quality of life? Does it enhance people's effectiveness in life? Does it, does it honor life at that level? Um, so I think you really helped me in this conversation to discover something that's been in the background for me for a long time, and I haven't been able to put it in the foreground enough to speak about it, that this skill about tuning into great stuff 
is correlated with this profound respect for reality with a capital R and my, my love of workability. And it has a lot to do with, um, with, with, with ethics and morality because, um, you know, real morality, if you take out all the nonsense about it, is change for the better. You know, uh, a moral person is someone who's committed to enhancing the quality of life. And an ethical person is someone who understands that there's a symbiotic relationship between uh, an individual and a community. Um, and there has to be a synergy there for that to work. And so it has to do with ethics. It has to do with morality. It has to do with integrity. It has to do with an understanding about unity and that life is a unity and that God is one with reality and that reality is designed to work and human beings have free will within a great uh, degree of freedom there, not absolute freedom, but tremendous freedom. And we're free to, you know, within limits, I mean, we're free to believe whatever we want. And within very large limits, we're free to do whatever we want. And we experience the natural consequences of those things. And hopefully we learn over time, um, we learn to harmonize more with the, the Tao, with the way of things. And um, I have a tremendous respect for the Tao. I have tremendous respect for the things that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Everything what you uh, just uh, laid out there. And the workability and the flexibility. But I especially want to hone in on the ethics and the integrity. And this is what people want today. And there's less and less tolerance for being disrespected as a consumer or as a paying customer. And um, people also want to align their values and their uh, belief systems with high quality integrity companies, products, etc. So I think that's you know, there's a real discernment in, in the public as well. And, and you can feel that in the energetics of a, of a company, you know immediately if they respect you or not. And it's something that, um, you know, one thing I've, I experienced is, you know, great disappointment in a poor quality product or if I, uh, you know, give my money over to something and it's, it doesn't have the, that quality. It's, it's very disappointing and it does, you know, I am with this feeling of I have been disrespected and that is not workable and that company is not, uh, it's not sustainable as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You know, you can go into a business and if you're sensitive, you can just tune into a person or go to a website or read a paragraph and you can tell if it's about the work or if it's about the money. Absolutely. And if it's about the money, it's not going to last. But if it's about the work itself um, and the person is open to receiving a fair exchange and is making it easy 
for other people to participate in that, that's the kind of thing that's going to last. You know, we're, we're in a tremendous period of change right now on the planet on every level. And there's this tremendous upgrade of energies, of frequencies, literally in our bodies, literally in the energetic field of the planet. And it's having an impact on everything. And, you know, again, one of the things I highly recommend in terms of skillfully navigating that shift that's happening is to discover this essential simplicity and to allow the structures of your life to naturally simplify as you hone in more and more fully on what is essential and what is not. You know, one of my spiritual teachers once said that one of the keys to a successful life is being a good steward of all that is rightfully yours and releasing all that is not rightfully yours. And there is so much that we have unwittingly taken on, on every level, energies, beliefs, projects, uh, intentions, um, agreements that are not rightfully ours. And part of only great stuff is about releasing everything that isn't really meant for you, that isn't rightfully yours, that doesn't really resonate with your personal essence, with your unique love, with your unique individuality. So much of what I do as a healer and a teacher is help people to increase their discernment and their courage to release all that which is not rightfully theirs so that they can open up to receive and recognize that which is rightfully theirs because it's one of the mysteries of life that until you're willing to release that which is not rightfully yours, you don't make yourself, you don't make yourself available to that which is rightfully yours and you cannot claim it because you cannot enter into that resonance. Mm-hmm. So, so can you give an example or two of, of what, when you're talking about the content of the website, what is, and personal essence, and what is rightfully someone's and what isn't, can you, can you speak a little more about, uh, with an actual example? Well, I'm going to be putting the stuff that, for me, uh, meets my standards of great people, people that are doing great work, great projects, great organizations, great media outlets, great income opportunities, great, great educational opportunities, great volunteer opportunities, high quality ideas. Um, this is what I'm going to be putting out. And what will happen is that people who have similar values to mine will be attracted to the site and share about the site. And um, it'd be like going into a very, it'd be like going into a store that you love. You haven't been in there for a while. You don't know the details about what it is, but you like the taste of the buyer of that store. So you kind of visit that store a lot. It'll be kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So, so this is an interesting aspect I hadn't tweaked till now. So, so you're really, you're creating an online community in addition. 
it may evolve. I, I'd love to see it organically evolve that way. I would love to see that. Uh, you know, I'm going to be setting the, the initial tone for it. And it'll be interesting because the nice thing about the way websites are structured is that they have a very fluid structure. So, for example, if it turns out that on Only Great Stuff, people want to communicate with each other on a more casual basis or in a way that they don't have to go through me, we could set up a forum or we can link to a, a private Facebook page where people can communicate. So what's neat is that the structure can be respectful of the organic nature of the growth of whatever this actually turns out, what, what this wants to be. Uh, and if people want to take it in that way, uh, there'll be the freedom to take it into that way. Of course, one of the things that is always an issue when you're creating anything are boundary issues and quality control issues. And so um, I'll probably be very protective of the material that's actually on only great stuff in terms of meeting my standards for quality control. However, I can easily see that um, people will communicate with me and they'll say, hey, you know, we'd love to foster the community aspect of this more and more. And I might encourage them to um, be responsible for the material on the site that is designed to direct people to that kind of a private Facebook group or something. So it can be, you know, I'm, once I'm rooted in the purpose of a project and, and the vision, and I get intimate with the vision of it, and the initial tone of it is set and the structure is set, um, it, the project takes on a life of its own. And if, if it kind of wants to develop a community branch like that, I'm sure there's a way to do it that, that can easily work. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Great. So right now you're working with a webmistress or webmaster on the, um, the structure of the website. Do you have a timeline for when it's going to launch? Uh, well, again, that goes back to that story I wanted to tell. At the beginning, Perfect. Great. I, think, I think it's a great story about how how miracles can happen when you're in your sweet spot and you're you're committed to the project and you're not attached to how things go and you step out in faith and consciousness. I want to tell the story because I think it'll inspire some people and you might have some follow up questions. So once I realized I wanted to do this. I realized I needed help in that area. And so I started looking and researching people who were in the business of internet marketing and creating really beautiful and effective websites, both in terms of uh, organizing material and also in terms of marketing and uh, attracting appropriate traffic to the website and maximizing conversion. And I looked at some different firms that do that and saw 
looked for webs looked looked at their own websites to see what they were doing for their own websites and see which ones I liked. And there was this one I liked that was a uh, high end um, company in Tennessee, and uh, they were kind enough to give me like a half an hour, forty five minute uh, consult free consultation, where I told them what I wanted to do. They asked me some great questions. And uh, they basically said that they could do it and it would probably be about $10,000. And that was beyond my budget uh, to a significant extent. Uh, but what was, was really great was I didn't give up and I found the conversation really valuable because it helped me to clarify kind of the scope of the picture. It helped me to uh, think about powerful questions that helped it revealed for me some things I didn't know that I didn't know, and it was very valuable. And so instead of giving up and being really frustrated, I thanked them for their time, and I got back to them the next day and told them that I appreciated it, but it was beyond my budget right now. And so I was just kind of being with that, not knowing where I was going to go from there, but knowing I was going to go somewhere sometime soon. And then this thought came to my mind. There was this company I, I worked with in the past, which was called Odesk, which is now called Upwork. And I highly recommend Upwork, upwork.com. Basically, what they do is they act as a broker for people anywhere in the world that need something done that doesn't have to be done locally with people who can do those things. And so it's great because you can hire people to do things for you and you don't have any employee hassles because these are all independent contractors and Upwork takes care of the 1099 forms and everything. And what's great is that the way the payment structure works is the, the consumer is, the buyer is protected because all the money goes into an escrow account. And once the work is done, you have a reasonable period of time, I think it's like seven days to either pay the person or to, if you don't feel they've done the work to your satisfaction, you can tell them that and then they can either do it to your satisfaction or if there's a, if there's a, um, if there's a problem, um, you can, they basically have like an appeals board or something so that you're, you're protected. And they basically take 10% from the, from the uh, person that's producing the work and they take a, a three and a half percent service charge, I think, for the buyer. And so um, you're getting a lot, you know, they're providing a tremendous service. They're all, they also screen people. If, when people claim they have this ability, they'll give them a test in that ability. And the, the result of that test is, is rated for people to see. And so it's really great. It's called Upwork.com. It, it's based in the Bay Area, but is there's people from all over the world and it's very dynamic. I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people are on Upwork. So for some reason, I'm very intuitive. Once I, once I really fall in love with something, I really get very intuitive. So I was really falling in love with this project and I didn't use the fact that I didn't have enough money to hire this organization. I didn't use that as a way to bring me down about it. It was like, it was all good. And so I was keeping my vibration high, and all of a sudden, I had this intuition to go on to Upwork. 
And so I went on to Upwork. And because I had had this conversation with this high-end company, and I kind of got the lay of the land, and I knew what I needed more fully than I knew before, when I put the job posting on Upwork, I could be very clear about what I was looking for. And so I posted the job on Upwork, and within like three or four hours, I got like 14 responses from people all over the world. And uh, uh, three of those responses seemed attractive enough to me to respond. And one of them seemed really attractive. And I ended up taking a look at this guy's work. He's, I, he, he's located here in the United States. And I looked at his portfolio of work and it was, I would say, at least 85 to 90% as good as the $10,000 job. Uh, he was very responsive. And to make a long story short, uh, the project is being done for $1,000 instead of $10,000. Wow. Om Namah Shivaya. I surrender <laughs> to the will of the divine. Well, that is a neat story. And it sounds like the first thing on great, only great stuff will be Upwork.com. <laughs> It'll be one of them for sure. I, but the Upwork.com is an example of an organization that to me is really improving the quality of life for individuals and for the community as a whole. I incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. I mean, think, just think about the contribution Upwork is making to hundreds of thousands of people's lives. And so um, in terms of the timetable, um, I would say on the outset, on the, this is being recorded on April 24th, 2017. I would say on the very uh, outset, you know, the, in terms of the longest projection, I would say we'll be up and running July 1st of 2017, but it could be more like June 1st, 2017. Uh, right now, it's just a matter of me getting content over there and then iterating back and forth and, uh, finishing paying off the $1,000. So uh, it's for sure by July 1st, but probably sometime in June, I would say. Great. Well, well, that's good to know. And we'll look forward to the launch. I um, don't have any more um, specific questions. I think I just want to, you know, ask you, you know, what would you, um, if you have any final remarks or anything that we didn't cover or anything you want people to take away, I think we've, we've covered all the elements of the website. I think it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing it evolve and uh, definitely that its timing is ripe uh, for, for the site. It, it definitely feels like you're, you're clear and it's kind of the uh, amalgamation and accumulation of that what you've been doing naturally over the last couple of years. Anything you want to add? Probably just a question and a thank you. Uh, based on what you've heard in this interview, a couple of questions is what, is there anything particular about the project or the vision of the project that really excites you the most or, uh, and then also uh, any thoughts you have about how I might, 
make it even better than I've even thought of it. Uh, those are a couple of questions that come up. Um, yep. And um, also, if you have any ideas about how to powerfully virally spread the good news about mm -hmm. about it and uh and just uh really thank you so much for as always you know i always enjoy our time together i uh, always appreciate you tremendously i think you're a very loving talented person that is very um results oriented but at the same time extremely committed to love and putting first things first so i'm really appreciative of what you've done but if you have any thoughts uh you know without straining your brain but just anything that's present for you regarding those questions i'd be interested in your input absolutely and thank you um well you know for me i'm kind of the perfect person for the site so it's funny that uh this we decided to have this topic for our interview you know personally i'm i'm not that curious of a person sometimes and i don't like to spend a lot of time on the internet so it, you know to have a place where i know the the quality and the integrity and the ethics and the and that you know you you're good at kind of getting behind the veil of a company and seeing the inner working so i have a high level of trust in what you would put on there and i value that i'm not going to have to look around and i um myself because that's not my sweet spot <laughs> and uh, i think this week we had a really great example of that when you introduced me to the website script and scribed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> scribed yeah thank you <laughs> to scribed and i joined to and uh what an amazing site um and i did not explore it extensively and then i went and i bought an ebook um from another source and you pointed out to me oh well that's available free as part of your script uh subscription so i think that was a perfect example of where uh people like me are going to benefit um, from, you know, what you are creating. Um, so that was on the personal level. In terms of your question about how to structure it, uh, as you were speaking, I, I kind of really saw different uh, categories. You know, in my mind's eye, I was seeing, you know, there would be an area for environmental um, great stuff and an area for healing and, and healthcare, great stuff and an area for, um, you know, art or, you know, another interest. So I almost, you know, I think the structure is going to be very important so that people are, don't get lost um, in the wealth of information that, that, potentially could be on this site. I think it has to be very thoughtful um, how things are bucketed. Um, so that would just be, that's just my initial fit um, hit on the structure. And then regarding how to spread the news, I mean, this is another area, you know, like Upwork.com. I'm not a techie person myself, but, you know, my friends who are um, who are in marketing and in uh, internet marketing specifically, I love having conversations with them because it, you know, how, how, um, how news is spread now is such a science and there's so much knowledge about how to be effective. And so I, you know, I don't, you know, how you do that. I think 
would be to find somebody who, you know, that is, that's really their skill set and talk to them about it. And, and because, yeah, what's the point if nobody knows it exists? It's a critical success factor. Yeah. And part of the reason I hired the person I hired to do the website is that he not only has expertise in website design and structure and maintenance, but he also has some marketing expertise as well. So he'll be a part of it. But if you have great people who that's their sweet spot, feel free to facilitate a connection for me. And in terms of your suggestion about how the how the information is partitioned, I loved your idea about not only partitioning it in the way I mentioned it earlier, people, projects, organizations, media, opportunities, ideas, free stuff, Dr. David stuff, but to create a cross matrix so that people could access it through that partition, but people could also access things through the partition that you mentioned, which was by subject matter. I think that's very powerful to be able to access it material from multiple ways. And obviously, you know, that brings up the whole idea about searching within the site in terms of keywords and uh, sort of internal uh, tags and things like that. So I'm sure my webmaster will be involved in that. So that's a, that's a great suggestion. And one of the things I'm going to do right when we finish this interview is I'm going to share it with my webmaster uh, for two reasons. One is I want to get this this will be one of the first content that will be up on Only Great Stuff. And also, I want him to have the benefit of having listened to this as he continues to create and manage the website. Got it. Great. Excellent. Is there anything you want to say in closing before you turn it back over to me to close out the show? Well, just to say thank you for the opportunity to meet with you today and, and talk about onlygreatstuff.com and, and best of luck with the development and the launch. I look forward to uh, continuing to be a part of it and also to being a consumer of the information. Thanks, Tonya. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a special edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul where we do in-depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting-edge work in the areas of healing, spirituality, and social transformation. Today's been one of those turn-the-table shows where I'm the one being interviewed. Today I was interviewed by my dear friend, Tanya Gardner, and she was interviewing me about a project that I'm working on where within a couple of months at the outset we will have, or maybe as you're listening to it, it's already created, for sure, it'll exist by July 1st, 2017. A website called onlygreatstuff.com, www.onlygreatstuff.com, which I'm really passionate about. So with that, we'll close with love and peace. Bye for now. joining us for today's episode of freeing the body freeing the soul to access all episodes including show notes go to cuttingedgedoc.com that's cuttingedgedoc.com 
Lastly, if you love today's show, you can support Dr. David, his work, and the show by going over to iTunes and giving a five-star rating and a heartfelt comment. Thank you again for joining us today and for your commitment to freeing the body, freeing the soul.